Is it too much these days to ask for simple politeness when so many people are punching flight attendants in the nose, screaming at perfect strangers, and breaking out in a brawl in the airport? I'm Felicia Demas with Imagination Travel and Tips, and in this podcast, I'd like to talk about simple, polite behaviors when we travel. I never thought I would see the day when I got off the plane and sighed a big sigh of relief that the plane landed where it was supposed to because no one caused the pilot to have to land elsewhere due to their misbehavior. Or when the day came that I would see so many people tolerate what used to be rude behavior all because it didn't fall under the category of violence. After doing some research, taking some polls, I found it surprising the things that people in general find rude when it comes to travel. First, let's talk about airplane travel rudeness. And stay tuned because I've saved the biggest complaint to the end. I personally have two big ones. The first one is people who are at the end of the security belt waiting on their items who do not move out of the way. They even look at you like when you try to pass, like you're trying to break ahead of them. But you have to pass or else there's a traffic jam. Then they stand in the way while you have to wait for them to put on their belt and their jackets and gather up all their items, put their cell phone in their pocket. They just seem oblivious to the fact that they're holding up everyone or they're not oblivious and they just don't care. My thinking is get your stuff, gather it all up and then move away to get dressed. The other is when I'm on a plane, when people recline their seats in front of me without giving it a second thought of how it affects me. I'm talking when they push that little button and then put the force of like 300 horsepower and suddenly my tray table has jammed up all the way into my ribs. And if I have a cup of hot coffee, well, then it's gone everywhere. And then at that point, it's virtually impossible to stand up and get into the aisle, at least for me, because I'm not a skinny mini. When I recline my seat, I always look behind me and I ask, do you mind if I recline a little bit? I've had people say, I wish you wouldn't, and then I don't. Most of the time though, they look surprised, like they'd never given that any thought and they'll say, okay. Even then, I'm really gentle when I recline. But these two things weren't even part of the list from others in my surveys. One person, Missy, said, please don't chatter on the plane. I don't mind if you say hello, and if the plane is starting its descent, maybe you can comment on the journey. But those people who sit down and immediately ask, why are you going to wherever, or start telling me about their pets, I start to feel a kind of claustrophobia. I agree with Missy. I have this cartoon I've saved that fits this. It shows a woman sitting on a plane between two others. The top above their their heads says, Wendy gets privacy by creating her own book covers. And then the fake title of her book that she's holding says, Stabbing Strangers Who Talk to You. (laughs) It might be an idea. But Erica said, I will often start talking about nonsense because I'm a nervous flyer and it helps distract me. Okay, Erica, you need to listen to my meditation called Fear of Flying. You can find it on Insight Timer and it's free. 
On a similar note as reclining the seat, Mario said, please don't pull down on the headrest in front of you when you get up from your seat. Sometimes, Mario, I'll admit I do this, but that's only when the seat is reclined back so far that I barely have the space to get out easily. I guess I just can't let that seat reclining thing go, can I? Crystal said she used to be a flight attendant, and to this day, her pet peeve is when people board the plane or exit and don't even acknowledge the flight attendant. I agree, Crystal. As I've said many times, flight attendants are mainly there for our safety, not to wait on us hand and foot. And they are humans who get very tired, they're overworked, and these days stressed. A simple thank you or hi, bye, that goes a really long way. Mark said he's a business traveler who has had to take a flight at the last minute and got stuck in the center seat. Poor Mark, I really do feel for you. But he said he wants everyone to know that since center seat passengers don't have the view from the window or the ease of the aisle, they should get both armrests. Beverly said not bathing before you fly or alternatively dousing yourself in cologne before flying. That's a good one too and I agree Beverly. If someone has decided not to wear deodorant for the two weeks prior to a flight, it's pretty rough because you can't move to another seat. If you're like my mom, she would literally throw up and that's not something anybody wants. Christian said he doesn't like it when people use speakerphones to talk to others when no, oh, sorry, with no regard for others around. On a similar note, Maria said, and I'm going to quote, I find it extremely rude when people play music on their devices without using headphones or earbuds or when it's so loud that even if they do have head, headphones, I can still hear it. People need to be aware that they are sharing living space with others. Now, Nathan said in response, you know, if I'm talking to a person sitting next to me, that doesn't bother you. So why does it bother you if I'm talking to them on the phone? Hmm, Nathan, good question. <laughs> um, other travel irritations, Jess said, when people hang out in the left lane, when others are trying to pass them. Yeah, I know. If I'm going faster than the speed limit and I'm in the left lane and someone comes rushing up behind me, I always move over the first chance I get. It's not about ego, but for those people going slower than the speed limit, they need to stay in the right lane. In Germany, it's against the law to pass cars in the left lane from the right lane, so no one ever goes slowly in the left lane. Sally Ann said the thing she finds the rudest is when you're on a bus tour and the same person is always late and not even apologizing. I remember once I took a day bus tour that required lots of stops and being on the bus on time. Two people were never on time. The guide kept saying, look, some things are going to have to be cut out if we don't leave on time. After several times of that happening with the same women being late, the guide left them behind and everyone cheered. Diane said, badly behaved children. All right, I'm going to give a shout out to my brother and sister-in-law. When my niece and nephew were toddlers, if they started crying or acting ornery in public, after the issue was addressed, if it continued, boom, those kids were picked up and taken outside until they settled down. Why should an entire restaurant, airplane, movie theater, 
or whatever, have to listen to these kids whose parents don't know how to enforce the word no. Now, I know that you've been eagerly waiting to hear the number one rudest behavior of all time. It's happened throughout the history of travel, but it's been happening so much lately that there have been TikTok videos, YouTube videos, pictures on Facebook, and even articles written about it. And that is da -da -dum, taking your shoes off and putting your feet between the seats in front of you. I was on a flight once where this guy was completely barefooted and he kept going to the bathroom that way. The bathroom that's shared by 150 people, used by men who missed the seat, and this guy is stepping on the wet floor. And it just so happened that the seats alternated facing forward and backward. So from my vantage point, I could see nothing but this guy's feet. But have you ever witnessed bare feet between the seats? I have read that that particular action was taken by someone stabbing their feet with a fork, spilling coke on their feet, and jabbing their feet with their elbows. But the other day, I read about a guy who followed another one out who had put his bare feet between the seats and in the parking lot of the airport stabbed him in the stomach. Only one person defended his right to take off his shoes on a plane, and that was Jason, who said, and again, I must quote, I can if I want to. I paid good money for the plane ride, and I deserve to be comfortable. You know, part of what made this podcast so enjoyable was getting feedback from so many people. I love that. Please share this podcast with people you think need it, or maybe who would get a kick out of it. And any topics for future podcasts, send them my way. Felicia with Imagination Travel and Tips.